The Philippine economy rebounds in the third quarter of 2019, growing at 6.2% following two consecutive periods of slowdown. Malacanang assures Vice President Lenny Robredo of the cabinet's full support as she co-chairs a government committee against illegal drugs. The palace, meanwhile, questions the intentions of the Filipino captain of the foreign vessel allegedly harassed by the Chinese Coast Guard near the disputed Scarborough Shoal. And security forces seize more than a dozen pipe bombs in the southern Philippine province of Sulu. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Philippine economic growth rebounds in the third quarter of 2019. Manila's gross domestic product grew at 6.2% from July to September, breaking two consecutive periods of slowdown as government accelerated spending. That figure beats the forecast of the Philippine Central Bank as well as expectations from analysts. Among the three major economic industries, services posted the highest contribution to GDP growth, followed by industry and agriculture. With better-than-expected data, Philippine Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Ernesto Perna is confident the 6-7% to 7 2019 growth target of the government is still achievable. The stronger growth in public spending in the third quarter contributed significantly to our third quarter performance. Some might be quick to say that the private sector is a timid participant in our economic growth. Nothing can be far farther from the truth. We know that the private sector is the main driver of the economy, with the government providing an enabling policy environment and supportive infrastructure. Government is committed to speeding up the implementation of its programs and projects that were affected by the budget impasse and the election ban earlier this year. We have uh, seen the economy uh, surging and the momentum will continue. The latest figure brings the country's year-to-date GDP print to 5.8%. That means the Philippine economy has to go by 6.7% in the last three months of the year to reach the low end of government's target. Market analysts cheer the Philippines' latest GDP figures. BDO Capital President Ed Francisco says it's good the Philippine economy was able to catch up, even better that it exceeded expectations. He adds, this picture of strong economy plus a stable peso and low inflation are the signals investors want to see. For BDO Unibank's chief strategist Jonas Ravelas, the improved growth rate is good news. And Chris Mangan of AAA Equities says... Manila's GDP increased thanks to a pickup in agriculture production as well as government spending. The Duterte administration approves an expanded list of its flagship infrastructure projects. Bruce Rodriguez gives us details. A bigger role awaits the private sector in the Philippines' multi-billion dollar infrastructure program. The country's cabinet-level investment coordination committee and the Committee on Infrastructure approved an expanded list of flagship infrastructure projects. From 75, the debt administration now has 100 flagship projects. And out of that 100, 26 will be implemented through the public-private partnership route, giving local companies more opportunities to participate in the infrastructure program. One major player in the local infrastructure scene, Metro Pacific Investments, welcomes this. 
But the company's chairman, Manny Pangilinan, says they have yet to be approached by government officials on what projects can they do together. You only have heard from the from certain media reports, right? That Secretary Pernia was quoted as the government being more predisposed to, to, to a real 100% PPP. Uh, so, but no, uh, we, they haven't contacted us. As for Rodrigo Franco, the president of the group's toll road unit, Metro Pacific Tollways, he shares they already had informal talks with some government officials. We were discussing with them a couple of uh, projects that may, that may benefit from a flagship category. Mm -hmm. But still in the preliminary, of course, the The main benefit that we see is the government is pushing very hard to finish the projects as soon as possible. The 100 flagship projects cost approximately 4.2 trillion pesos or over $82 billion, over half of the total cost of the administration's Build, Build, Build program. The projects would cover five categories with transport and mobility as a top priority. The other four are power, water, information and communications technology, and urban development and renewal. While government doesn't expect to finish all the projects within the president's term, which ends in 2022, it still aims to begin construction for all the flagship projects in the next two and a half years. The bigger role of PPPs in the infrastructure program is a deviation from government's earlier strategy of relying more on official development assistance, loans and grants, as well as the national budget. Economic managers have explained they have now found a more efficient and fairer way of implementing PPPs. But for Pangilinan, that remains to be seen. In other news, more than a dozen pipe bombs seized in the southern Philippine province of Sulu. An arrested Abu Sayyaf militant led Philippine security forces to a safe house in Indanan, where the bombs were found Tuesday. The explosives were similar to the ones recovered from three suspected suicide bombers killed by troops in the same town that same day. Two of the slain terror suspects were foreigners. Accordingly, asawa po ito, itong suicide bomber din, itong nangyari last September 3, dia po sa kilometer 3, itong accordingly, yung lalaki, isa asawa niya, at anak naman niya itong isa. At yung isa naman is yung local letters po dito sa area. Military officials believe they have foiled a potential attack in Sulu. Ito yung resulta ng ating uh, relentless focus into operations against nga dito sa Abu Sayyaf Group. Primarily yung target po nila yung ating mga government installation o military installation. Wala namang specific uh, but then again yung mga targets po nila dito is itong mga military installation po natin, uh, military personnel. No cause for concern. That's how Philippine Defense Chief Delphine Lorenzana describes the reported firing of flares by China against Philippine military aircraft patrolling the West Philippine Sea. Lorenzana says the flares did not pose any danger to Philippine troops, a position shared by Duterte spokesman Salvador Panelo. The flares were fired from three China's occupied artificial islands while our planes were passing by this. None of our aircrafts flew over these islands, hence these were not directed against our aircraft. 
as they are about five nautical miles away uh -oh. and at an altitude of 5,000 mm -mm. feet distance. Why were the Chinese firing the place? I don't know. Maybe they were having some celebrations. A top Philippine military intelligence official revealed during a House panel hearing Tuesday, China had fired warning flares in the West Philippine Sea on several occasions. Recently, Beijing has also issued flare warnings against Philippine aircrafts covering these areas. And from January to June of 2019, there have been six flare warnings against Philippine maritime patrols have been noticed. A not-so-innocent passage, Duterte spokesman Salvador Panelo expressing doubts over the intentions of the Filipino captain manning the Liberian-flagged ship, allegedly harassed by the Chinese Coast Guard near the disputed Scarborough Shoal. Panelo tells ANC National Security Advisor Hermogenes Esperon had raised questions over the ship's route. I was talking with Nick uh, Head, yeah. Secretary June Esperon. Alam mo sabi niya, alam mo ba yung, yung rota ng mamang yun, ito yung sabi niya. Ito oh, the Liberian ship. Oh, yung Liberian ship. Ito is supposed to be yung Scarborough, uh -oh. ito yung Philippines, ito uh -oh. yung saan siya galing sa Thailand, yeah. di ba? Uh -oh. And then, pupunta siya China. Dapat andaan niya dito. Nagtataka kami, ba't dito siya dumaan? <laughs> para kung baga, para sinadya mo. What you're saying, there niya? could have been... Parang intentional exactly. or to test if oh, China yeah, would do that. Yeah. But what's wrong with that? Critics have slammed the Philippine government's response to the alleged harassment, but Malacanang stands firm. It's not a question of the country's sovereignty and it's better left for the ships to deal with. Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo will have the full support of the Duterte cabinet as she co-chairs a government committee against illegal drugs. Duterte spokesman Salvador Panelo made that clear, saying the president even asked Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency Chief Aaron Aquino to give Robredo the liberty to steer government's war on drugs. Panelo adding the president has already invited Robredo for a meeting. The success of the VP is our success and the success of our people. We will not allow her to fail simply because it will be our own failure. In other words, we will give all the support okay. she needs. Uh -oh. Wala siyang, wala siyang may pupula, mm -hmm. may pupula sa amin, mm -hmm. may susumbat, basta lahat. Eh, for after all, all members of the cabinet help each other. Mm -hmm. Robredo on Wednesday accepted Duterte's offer to chair the Interagency Committee Against Illegal Drugs, or ICAD. That's despite warnings from her allies who described the offer as a trap. Robredo has vowed to go after rogue police officers and drug lords and resolve high-profile drug cases. Tinatanong nila ako kung handa ba ako para sa trabahong ito. Ang tanong ko, Handa ba kayo para sa akin? Alam ng Pangulo kung ano ang posisyon ko sa drug war. Tutol ako sa pagpatay ng mga inosente. Kontra ako sa pangaabuso ng mga opisyal. Alam niya ang aking mga puna. Alam niya ang mga bala kong ayusin. Kaya kung iniisip niya na sa pagpayag kong ito ay tatahimik ako, nagkakamali siya.
Public satisfaction with the Duterte administration drops in the third quarter of the year. The latest social weather station survey shows 77% of Filipinos were satisfied with the administration, while 10% were not. The administration scored a net satisfaction rating of plus 67, which is classified as very good. But that's six points lower than the record high plus 73 the Duterte administration scored in the previous quarter. For Malacanang, the survey results show Filipinos can see beyond what it calls the endless criticisms and politicking managed by the opposition. The fourth-seeded UST Tigers clawed their way to the next round of the UAAP Step Ladder Semifinals. After beating the third-seeded FEU Tamaraos in their knockout match, USD led by season 82 MVP Solmain Chabio established a big 26-point lead at the half. FEU fought back in the second half, chopping USD's lead to single digits. But the Tigers' offense was just too much for the Tamaraos as USD came away with an 81-71 victory. Chabio led USD with 25 points and 11 rebounds, while Brent Paraiso added 18 markers. Next up for the Tigers, a showdown with the second-seeded UP Maroons, who own a twice-to-beat advantage. The winner of that matchup will play the unbeaten Ateneo Blue Eagles Entertainment news now. A Spanish-produced animated film has earned the ire of some Filipino social media users over its portrayal of Ferdinand Magellan, the explorer who led the expedition that began the Spanish colonization of the Philippines. Part of the poster for Elcano and Magellan, the first voyage around the world, depicts an animation of Filipino hero Lapu-Lapu and a feature on the Battle of Mactan. But a Filipino animator pointed out on Twitter that in today's modern times, it's wrong to depict colonizers as heroes. Film writer Matt Ortile also called the film colonial garbage and decried the movie's depiction of Filipinos as antagonists and romantic interests. Before we go, here's a beautiful image of Filipino solidarity. Survivors of Typhoon Yolanda lit up candles which form the word tindog. It's a local term for standing up. This as they stand in solidarity with the victims of the recent quakes in Mindanao. The image was taken in Tacloban City Thursday as community members gathered to share climate solutions and resiliency in commemoration of the sixth anniversary of Yolanda. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.